Welcome to Empowering Connections, a podcast by Connie Akins, a licensed professional counselor with a private practice to help you heal your personal and professional relationships through counseling advice, tips, and ideas. Empowering Connections will focus on healthy ways to improve these relationships, help you manage your stress, and attain a better sense of self-fulfillment. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today I have a special guest with me. His name is Supreme Holistic. You can follow him on Instagram, I believe, at Supreme Holistic. He is a personal trainer, a holistic life coach, and he is going to talk about how to get your life together. As we continue in 2021, We are working towards better health, both physically and emotionally. And I decided to ask Supreme to come on the show today to talk about fitness and health. Welcome to the show, Supreme. Hey, thanks for having me on. Awesome. Once we uh, go through these questions, I want you to tell the listening audience how to follow you. And like I said earlier, the reason for having him join me today is so that we can talk about health. I am a proponent of maximizing your health, eating healthy. I don't think I'm quite to the level of Supreme, but we're going to go ahead and let him tell us how his fitness journey began? So for me, my fitness journey began, honestly, everyone's fitness journey begins at the same time. When you come out, as soon as you come out the womb, really while you're in the womb. So my mother, I remember she told me that I was very picky when she was pregnant. There were certain things that she couldn't eat when I was in the womb. So I think that everyone's fitness journey starts inside of the womb. We learn about health first from our parents, and that gives us the foundation to make those choices later on in life. And I think I was blessed with the right parents that gave me the foundation of being a healthy thinker. And I think having a healthy thought process made it to where I started prioritizing my body being healthy as well. Um, I liked sports growing up as a child. I excelled in sports, and when you're good at something, it makes you want to do it a little bit more as well. It's like, I'm good, but how can I be better? So just striving to be the best version of myself as an athlete, I would say, started the process of me beginning to look at ways to optimize the things that I do inside and outside of the gym. Okay, that's very interesting that you said that fitness begins in the womb, and I I can, I can concur with you. I never thought about it actually like that, but many times we find, and I don't know if it's an old wives tale or is it just reality that the way that an expected mom eats has a lot to do with how her future son or daughter will eat. And so um, to look at Supreme, he is very physically fit, um, probably the envy of some. And so, you know, beginning with um, your fitness journey, how did you get to actually 
having your body look as incredible as it does? What do you do? Well, so I would say when I first started being extremely particular about what I put in my body, it actually had a detrimental effect on the way that I look. And I noticed that a lot of times, you know, because we have good intentions, but we don't have good information sometimes. And so I had good intentions, but I didn't have good information. So I started, I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that. And so a lot of the muscle mass that I had established growing up, because, you know, your parents feed you good. They make sure you get what you need. So when I started feeding myself, I actually wasn't feeding myself properly. So I lost a lot of weight. So initially, I was like 150 pounds, you know. And once I started helping other people, it rubbed off on me. So once I started helping other people, I went from having information that, you know how people get information nowadays. They hear things. You know, they see things come across the timeline. They might hear somebody talking about something and then they run with it, but they haven't really done thorough research. So once I started doing research is when my physical body started to change. Okay. And so I think most of us, you know, we're not um, researching how to stay fit. I think if we do research, it's... Uh, trying fad diets, it's looking at other people's body composition and wishing, you know, that we could be the same way. But I guess I want to ask you, how can a person stay motivated to achieve their fitness goals? Because if I'm correct, I think you probably work out every day. Okay. So what I would say about staying motivated is a lot of times people don't realize the utility of health until it's too late. So think about your other goals first before you think about your health goals. So you want to make a lot of money, prioritize your health. You want to, you want to be a family person, prioritize your health. You want to have a good vibration. You want to bring good energy to people when you enter a room, prioritize your health. See, what happens is a lot of times people don't see the interconnectedness between your health and how you do everything else. But what I've noticed is that the people at the top of the game are typically at the top of their health. So when we look at it like a physical thing, it's hard to find the motivation. But once we find something that we can attach it to outside of ourselves, then it's easier to do it. Like a lot of people ask me how I got the physique that I got, and I always tell them I actually got it because I wasn't trying to achieve a certain physique. I was just striving to be the best, best version of myself. I wasn't trying to have a six-pack muscles. That, that wasn't the goal. It was a side effect. So I think when we have our priorities in alignment, that focusing on our health 
like a natural occurrence of that. I think a person who is not focused on their health does not have their priorities in order. Okay. So um, what I've learned also um, as an entrepreneur and as a therapist and coach is that having certain life skills like uh, building a routine, exercise, meditation, and as you said, having a higher vibration, all of these things work toward achieving health. And so I hope that what you said strikes people so that they can understand that health is not only the key to being physically fit, but it's the key to having a better lifestyle. So I want to ask you something. How often should a person work out? Okay. So this is unique. It's going to vary from person to person because it's going to be dependent on your overall stress load. So to maximize health, so say if an individual is extremely stressed from a lifestyle perspective and physiologically, meaning that their body is going through all types of stuff and they have a lot going on in their mind, they might not need to work out five to seven days a week. The first thing that they would need to do is reduce stress and working out is stress on the body as well. So I will always advise get an assessment or to contact a professional to see exactly what it is that you need to do. Because sometimes people work out too much and it's not sustainable, right? So say if a person is, is overweight, they're in bad shape, and they say, I need to change. I'm about to start working out seven days a week. That might not be the first thing that they need to do. The first thing that they might need to do is change what's going on in the kitchen. You know, they could, it could be as simple as I might need you to go for a walk every day and go to the gym two or three days out of the week. It doesn't have to dominate your life. You want to be more so about increasing what's called NEAT, which is non-exercise activity. You know, so I always say if you can walk, walk. If it's a nice day outside and the store is in walking distance, why would you get in your car? Right? Mm. So increase your exercise activity. Breathing as well. Breathing as well. So you want to get to walking. You want to get a breath practice. You want to get your nutrition in order. Then you want to start focusing on resistance training. So you want to have some form of movement every day. But you don't have to work out every day. You actually want to have some days where you work in. What does that mean? So working in is your body has what's called an autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system is in control of your fight or flight or your rest and digest. So most people in the modern society, we don't realize it, but we, we're in fight or flight mode more often than we realize it. So say if you are driving your vehicle and you, you honk your horn at somebody, to that, like a fight or flight situation. So we want to do things to enhance the amount of time that we spend in that rest and digest phase. Okay. So working in is when you do things that put energy back into the body. Working out 
is when you do things to take energy out of the body. Okay, so my next question for you is what is the connection, and you just started talking about it, to fitness, energy, and emotional health? Because I tell people all the time, a part of your um, emotional well-being is that you are physically active because it produces serotonin in the body. What do you say? I say that the number one thing that you can do to change your emotional state is to move your body. It's as simple as, if you ever notice, if you go look in the mirror and you smile for 30 seconds, you'll feel a little bit better. And one thing I've noticed with a lot of clients of mine, sometimes they can have a worse day. But when they leave the gym, they feel better because their endorphins are are up. So a lot of times, movement can help people with depression. It can help people with anxiety, other issues. It's not just a physical thing. And when we see the value in it outside of just the physical, that's what makes it sustainable. So your overall equilibrium is going to be much better. Your mood is going to be much better when you have a movement practice, when you have a nutrition regimen, and when you value these things. Is fitness coaching helpful in achieving results? If you get the right coach. If you get the right coach, it can definitely help you. Um, Always mention to people that the top athletes in the world got coaches, trainers, multiple trainers. You know, they wouldn't perform at that level if they didn't have that accountability. Even myself, right, as a coach, when I get with another coach, I perform better than when I'm by myself, right? And it takes the thought out of the equation. Sometimes we don't want to have to think about what do I need to do? You, you know what I mean? Most people don't. I don't, I don't want to know. Just tell me what I need to do. I'll do it and get my results. And when you have a good coach, it's as simple as that. You can get the knowledge if you want the knowledge, but the program should be streamlined to a point to where all I got to do is follow this and I'm going to get the results. And honestly, when a person does that, it typically works out. So I think that it benefits people even outside of them in the aspect of like, do you do the things that you say that you're going to do? That's, that's the thing about fitness that connects with success. Like, are you the type of person that does what you say you're going to do? If you can't come meet me at the gym at nine, you're probably not going to make a million dollars because that's going to be a lot harder than meeting me at nine. And I've noticed my most successful clients, typically have a different type of behavior even when it comes to the gym. So say when it comes to rescheduling, canceling, things of that nature, my wealthy clients, they never skip. They see value. They see value in it. They know the consequences of if they skip on their life, not on mine, right? Because you are you've already taken care of me. So you gotta basically look at it like what type of person do I wanna be? Do I wanna be the type of person that every time I say I'm gonna do something I do it? Or the type of person that, you know, says he's gonna do it and doesn't get it done. 
I don't think you're a successful person if you're not in shape. I think that's a part of success. Success isn't just having money, having things. It's the way that you go about living your life. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a total equation. It's your relationships, it's your physical body, and it's your freedom to do what you want to do in this life. And I don't think you can without taking care of your physical body. That's why scripture's about it. Supreme, what is, this is my last question for you. What are some helpful strategies for creating a fitness plan? Okay, I'll give you three. First, look at your schedule and make a realistic assessment of how much time that you can commit to it. A lot of times we overcommit and it keeps us from making the incremental progress that we need in order to make something sustainable. So the first thing that you do is say, look at your calendar and figure out out of 168 hours in a week, how much time can you devote to self-care and loving your body? Can you do five hours a week? Can you do seven hours a week, which is one hour per day? So let's go with that. One hour per day dedicated. It could be as simple as going for a walk for an hour. It could be doing meal prep for an hour. But commit to one hour out of every day I'm, I'm going to pour into myself and into my body. The second thing that you want to do is tell someone or hire a coach. So you either tell someone about the commitment that you made or hire a coach. You want to have some external form of accountability. And the third thing you want to do is drink more water. It sounds so simple, but your body is three-fourths water. And not only do you want to drink more water, you want to enhance the quality of the water that you drink. Um, I don't want to give a bunch of nutrition advice because nutrition is specific to the individual. So I don't want to say you should do this and you should do that because what one person should do is not necessarily what everyone should do. But what things that everyone should do is increase their water intake. So you want to make sure that you're getting spring water or distilled water. If you're getting alkaline water, you want to make sure that it's naturally alkaline. Um, it's like a trend nowadays to drink alkaline water, and a lot of people are running to get it, but it's coming out of a machine. So you want naturally alkaline water. One brand that I would recommend is Eternal. Another brand that's really good that's been around for years is Feast. Some of the best water is Feast. You want water that comes out of the earth that's naturally alkaline. And you want to drink half your weight in ounces per day. Anything else, you don't have to contact me personally. Okay. Well, tell us how we can contact you. The best way to get in touch with me is going to be on Instagram at Supreme Holistic Official. And then, you know, just follow me, shoot me a DM. Interested in getting started on your holistic lifestyle process. And we'll take it from there. Well, thank you very much for being a part of my show today. Thanks for having me. 
The Empowering Connections podcast is not intended to replace the need for a professional counseling relationship. This podcast does not constitute professional advice or counseling services. As always, if you need mental health services, please seek a qualified mental health provider. You can find Connie Akins on the websites Psychology Today and Therapy for Black Girls. If you have an iTunes or Spotify account, please subscribe, share, and continue to listen. Feel free to check out Connie Aiken's website at www.empoweringserenity.net. And follow Connie on Instagram at Connie Aikens LPC. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast. We appreciate you listening to the Empowering Connections podcast and providing feedback. Stay positive.